Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 396th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons dropped one today, 27-26, to at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to the arch-rival New Orleans Saints. Will Lutz, the former Georgia State kicker, banged home a 51-yard field goal with 19 seconds left to end a furious Saints rally. They were down 26-10 to and pulled it out. Behind some hot passing from Jameis Winston to Michael Thomas and uh, a last second field goal in the night. Well, last 19 seconds. Now, the Falcons did have a chance to scramble back, uh, but, um, you know, they had a 63 yard attempt to win the game, but it got blocked. And Young Way Koo said he felt he hit the ball good. And he's usually good from 64 to 65, so they would have had a chance. But they shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. And we're off. This is the start of the 2022 season. The Atlanta Falcons with a respectable showing for three and a half quarters before going down 27 to 26 to the New Orleans Saints. And Coach Smith was a little hot already after one loss, after blowing a 16-point lead. He could have, you know, some issues there in the game. A bobbled snap late, a fumble by Mariota. They could have went up 30-10. to 10. And then also a bobbled snap on third and one where they could have ran out the clock. Fourth and one, they punt. The defense hadn't stopped them the last two times. I don't know why he sent them back out there, but he did. Uh, Should have went for it on the fourth and one. I mean, if I can't get a fourth and one on your home, in your own uh, stadium, you know, at least try to draw him off sides. Do something. But he punt and put that defense back out there. And Jameis Winston uh, had been looking kind of pedestrian all day. All of a sudden, he went back to Florida State days and started hitting receivers um, with pinpoint darts and drove the, the Saints down the field and got him in the field goal range where Will Lutz sent the Falcons home 27 to 26. So let's talk to Coach Arthur Smith. About the opening game. It didn't go the way we wanted, and uh, blame me. And we'll get better from this. We'll learn from this 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 uh, mistake. Uh, there's a lot of ways to look at it. The easy narratives. It is what it is. We lost the game. Didn't make enough plays. We had chances to put them away. We turned the ball in the red zone. We had the penalty. It was probably a four-point swing. It really could have put them away. And you got to give the Saints credit. They made they made one more play than we did. And even when the game, whatever, there's time, there's breathing, this team's going to fight till the end, which we did. We had a chance uh, try to kick a 63-yarder, and they blocked it. Yeah, he said, blame him. So we're going to blame you, coach, because you didn't go for it on fourth and one. All right. Uh, number two here, we asked about that decision to punt on fourth and one. That was a, a big part of 
of the post-game discussion. Here's what Coach Arthur Smith had to say. In hindsight, it's 2020, but when you're in that situation, I had faith. If you don't get it right there, they're even closer. So that's what you had, and we try to bleed every second. Sure, there's a part of me that wanted to go for it. Again, hindsight's 2020, but at the time, my thought was, at the time, let the clock bleed down, let's pin them back. They had no timeouts. We made them use all their timeouts. And again, if you had to do it over again, obviously knowing the end result, sure, make the other call. Well, yep, make the other call. He's regretting that one tonight, no question about it. He's going to try to keep the team, uh, you know, uh, move, keep them together and move on. Now, they have to be happy with a lot that went on today. Uh, you know, didn't end the way they wanted, didn't finish. They got four sacks, got after Jameis Winston, uh, ran the ball 38 times for 201 yards. Corderell Patterson had uh, 22 for 120. Along a 15, 5.5 a carry, and one touchdown for Corderell Patterson, who led the ground attack. Mariota had uh, 72 yards. But I asked Patterson, hey, did you want the ball on the fourth and one? I want the ball every play, man. <laughs> That's not possible, though, man. I ain't got no stamina to get the ball every play. But, I mean, we had a good play, you know, call. You know, it was a bad snap. I mean, it was a... Uh, whatever happened and the snap this change you know and you know that's something we, we've been working on you know and bad things happen you know and you just got to move on move forward you know and whatever coach call we're gonna go with it you know and you know we you think we try to go out and mess up the snap and, uh, and all that stuff we didn't but you know it happens man it's football and you know? it's a long season we got 16 more games and just got to grow and just continue you know just to build off this and given everything that happened they still had a chance to win because of some saints foolery <laughs> The Saints got an unnecessary roughness on, on uh, what they thought was the last play of the game, which actually moved the Falcons in the field goal range. So uh, Young Way Koo had a shot to win this thing. I got to go back and look at it, see if it was low. They got a new long snapper, Liam McCullum, see if the handle was good. He said the handle was good and he hit it good. Uh, so that's not an apparent issue right now, but we'll go back and look at it tonight. But, um, you know, he said everything went well on the last kick, but it was blocked. Here's what he had to say about the attempt. We got a brand new group. We got a new snapper. Liam's first game in the league. He had a great game. And then um, as a unit, Bradley did a great job holding, and it was a full operation, great job all day. So it was easier on my job. But, um, you know, it was, a, it was a great day overall. You know, it just came up short just a little bit. Yeah, um, the defense was, you know, they were out there balling a little bit. They had Jameis confused, uh, you know, uh, were moving folks around, had uh, some blitzes, uh, had four sacks. Grady had 1.5. Lorenzo Carter had a half sack. Rookie Arnold Ubikite had a sack, and so did linebacker Michael Walker. He had a sack. Walker, um, you know, looked good out there. He uh, led the – he was uh, – it was three players with six tackles, Jalen Hawkins, Michael Walker, and Rashid Evans, who also had a fumble recovery. And um, Richie Grant led the team in tackles with 10. You don't want the safety leading the team in tackles. You need the, need the linebackers to be leading the way. That means the players are not getting back to the safety. So let's hear from Walker. Uh, we talked uh, with him in his locker after the, the group left and um, – he was uh he was pretty good. Let's hear what uh, Michael Walker had to say. How did the unit feel? Uh, you know, y'all got got off to the rusher and uh, didn't get there late. But uh, you know, how did the unit feel overall today? I mean, we we felt good. I mean, I think guys were flying around. Uh, 
um, defense was locking up a lot on the back end, give us some coverage sacks. The front line was winning, making Jameis run down there, get him uncomfortable, get him off the spot. So, I mean, I think we played well. I mean, obviously we got we got to finish, we got to finish better, but I think we felt what we played well. And coach, um, what did he say to you guys after afterward? Uh, I mean, just keep our head up. You know, we were, you know, we're in a good spot. You know, obviously, we're gonna, we wish the outcome would have been different, but we're in a good spot. Just keep your head up and let's get ready to go week one, uh, week two. Mm-hmm. And um, what did it feel like when y'all were uh, uh, getting the getting the quarterback down on the ground and uh, making a move? I think I had eight hits at one point. Um, how, how was that feeling out there for you guys? I mean, it felt good. I mean, everybody was playing one. Everybody meshed together. That's whatever the the coverage and the and the front. They come together and they play well together and in sync. It's, mm-hmm. That's the result. So I think we like the result. We just got to continue to do that in the fourth quarter. Stuff to build on for you guys? Of course. Even if we were to kick that field one one, they still came back. So we, had a, we, got, we got stuff we got to fix up. A lot was made about the Falcons' offensive line this offseason. Uh, what were they uh, going to do with a mobile quarterback? Could they protect him? Matt Ryan was sacked at least 40 times over the last three years. Uh, today against the Saints. They were, they did not get to Mariota. He did not get sacked. And he, they were able to open some holes in the run game for, for the Falcons. So, you know, if you're going to take it, if you could run the ball 38 times for 201 uh, and, and the quarterback runs for um, 712 for 72, uh, there was some place called for um, Patterson, but they started collapsing down on him. And Mariota had to, Mariota had to keep those. So, um, Patterson was 22 for 120, and uh, Mariota was 12 for 72. So overall, they averaged 5.3, which, you know, anything over four is respectable. So uh, we discussed the, um, you know, we got to give kudos to the line. They played today against a very good front that uh, Arthur Smith said was a combination of the Steel Curtain and the 70 and the 85 Bears. You know, maybe we may them out to be that leading up to this game but uh we saw demario davis missing tackles we didn't see cam jordan all over the quarterback like he usually is when the falcons play the saints so give them some credit up front for what they did to a very good uh saints defensive front here's what jake matthews had to say uh on where the offensive unit is at after this tough loss you know i'd be lying if i said we weren't disappointed um yeah, they're a good team, and they, they found a way to win in the end. Um, we, we just had to find a way to finish at the very end. You know, I thought we did a lot of good things, but uh, just frustrating, you know. But it, it's a long year, and mm-hmm. we, we can build off this. And, um, you know, I think, you know, our, our story isn't written yet. There's still a lot more mm-hmm. to come. All right, let's go over some of the offensive stats. We've given you the Russian uh, the backups were uh, Damian Williams got hurt, left with a rib injury after two carries for two yards. Uh, and then uh, Avery Williams, he looked, like, he looked like he got hurt when he fell on the ball. Avery Williams had uh, two carries for seven. Passing, Mariota was 20 of 33 for 215, uh, longer 31, a 79.7 passer rating. The uh, receiver, top receivers, uh, top targets were London and Pitts at seven apiece. London did more with his. He had five for 74 uh, after not playing for three weeks with a knee injury. He's, uh, he looked uh, fine out there running around in warm-ups and in the game. Uh, Lamade Zacchaeus caught off four of his uh, targets for 49 yards. He did have the fumble. Corderell Hodge had three for 38. 
Patterson caught three of his five targets for 16 yards. And uh, Avery Williams had one and a nice eight-yard run up the sideline there. Anthony Fersker, the uh, practice squad uh, promotee for this game, uh, caught one or two targets for six. Uh, Parker Hesse caught one or two targets for five. And uh, that was it for um, for the day uh, with the receivers. There's one uh, other target. Uh, uh, Edwards had a, a target and uh, not complete. So... Uh, those are your key offensive stats. Uh, good punting by Bradley Pinion for of uh, for 180, average of 45, a net of 42, uh, two inside the 20. And uh, throughout the game, I tweeted the hang times on the first three punts. The uh, big one uh, right before the half was uh, was uh, over five seconds, and uh, the last one was uh, 4.5. You know, great hang time today for Bradley Pinion. And and in the return game there was a little bit of a no drama really with six touchbacks each on both sides um with no returns, but Cordell Patterson was back there uh to start the game after Avery Williams was listed as a kickoff returner uh on the depth chart and punt returner, but um they had Patterson back there to open the game and that forced the Saints to, to make it a touchback game for us here. We'll come back later on in the podcast with the defensive stats. Let me go ahead and get those queued up while we go to the break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, this is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, episode 396, here where the Falcons went down 27-26 to today against the New Orleans Saints in Falcon fashion. They had a 16-point lead, had a chance to push it out to a 20-point lead, fumbled the ball, then the defense, which had been playing lights out, all of a sudden, you know, couldn't cover. And Jameis Winston led him on three straight scoring drives after he was having a dismal day. But a lot of drama in this one here. 27-26 to 26 Atlanta Falcons. We wanted to talk to some of the defenders here. And we got to Lorenzo Carter. So we discussed he had one of the, the a partial sack in the game. He split a sack with uh, Grady Jarrett today in his first game with the Falcons. He's a former UGA and uh, Norcross High Star here from home was coming back to play for the Falcons this season. We discussed the loss with Lorenzo. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it's tough. You never want to take a loss, especially at home, first game of the year against a in-division opponent. But 
I think it's something that we can definitely shake back from. We'll get in there, watch film, make adjustments, make corrections, and get ready to go to L.A. and get a win. All right, uh, Lorenzo Carter, there he is. Um, a lot of adjustments to be made. Now, big play, the fumble by Marcus Mariota. We wanted to know from him, how did this happen? Yeah, that was uh, 100% on me. Um, you know, unfortunately, I was trying to – we had a great look for the play that we had called, and I tried to cheat it and get, get back a little quicker so um, I would have an opportunity to read it a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it's something that you take for granted. Unfortunately, you know, it, it kind of got away from us, and that's, that's completely on me. He took credit for that. That was costly. Big-time era. And was the Falcons moving to the post-Matt Ryan era. Uh, he's a quarterback. He's got to make some plays. Can't make mistakes. Can't fumble the ball. But he said it was 100% on him. Now, defensive uh, tackle Grady. Well, he's an end in the 3-4. Grady Jarrett had a big day. Uh, one and a half sacks. He said they started changing the, the um, protection. Started sliding to him more. And throwing quicker balls. So that's how, um, you know, the pass rusher wasn't able to get to him, get to Jameis late when they needed it. Here's what Grady Jarrett, as one of the captains, what he had to say about the loss. You know, I think the message is simple. We just got to go back to work and, uh, you know, chalk this one up. We get to see these guys later in the year. Um, definitely unfortunate how, you know, the game ended today, but we still got a lot of work ahead of us. Well, you know, Grady, uh, you know, we wanted to know uh, how – he felt about getting it to the quarterback. We know the Falcons have been struggling to get a pass rush. They had four sacks today, eight quarterback hits, really got after it, couldn't get to him late when they needed one. Um, that's where, you know, um, you know, when uh, in the old days when Reggie White was playing for the Packers, he that's when he would he would come up, he would show up at money time. You know, he'd get the sack at the clutch time to get them off the field and get the ball back to the offense, and they run the ball out the clock. Seen that so many times. You know, when the Falcons needed a sack, they couldn't get one. But it was, um, you know, it was a good sign, a good start to the season with four sacks. So we got to give them credit uh, for that. And so we discussed that part of it with Grady Jarrett, getting to the quarterback. You know, it's good to get, get to the quarterback today um, from the whole front and, some, and also some blisses as well. And um, we had a couple cover checks as well, so I mean it was it was a it was a, it was a whole defensive effort, but um, we got to finish the game. You know, I think I mean if you, it, was, it was encouraging to get to the quarterback, but you know you, you want to win. All right, no question about it. He's a bit dejected, uh, you know, but you know that's to be expected. You know, when you lose a game like this. Now we talked a little bit uh, about. The rookie receiver, Drake London, you know, he had the 24-yard catch against the Lions, got hit on his knee, and um, spent a lot of time in rehab. Didn't didn't see him for three weeks, but he returned to practice last Monday. Uh, they tested him throughout the week, and uh, he was able to go today. So, uh, you know, Drake uh, turned in a good game, his first NFL start, eighth overall pick in the draft, five catches for 74 yards. So we asked him what he will remember from his first game. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> um, every little part of it. Um, just being out there in front of the, the fans, the crowd, everything, hearing them scream, you know, um, was really, really cool. And being that I haven't played in preseason or really just like one play, um, it was cool to be out there and just to feel that. 
got a couple more things here. We ask you all to send in some questions, and we have some on Twitter. Got to thank you all for, for doing that. We're going to make this a regular of the postgame, uh, Bowtie Chronicles. Uh, I got to remember to resend it at the end of the game. I sent it at the beginning uh, and then resent it here before we uh, got uh, ready to broadcast. So um, I'm going to go to the mailbag here. We got Chris, and I thank you all for, for sending the questions. I'm going to need y'all this season. I think I'm going to need your questions um, to, to help us uh, at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast this season. I think we're going to um, – we're going to need each other. We're going to hold each other's hands through this season. So Chris Brown, C. Brown at C. Brown ATL. What the hell was Arthur not thinking, not at least burn the timeout on fourth and one? Try to get them to jump or just get a yard. The O-line has to be given a chance. Definitely didn't have a chance. Oh, what was he thinking on four for one? So we heard him earlier in the podcast. He said he thought about it. Sure, that was part of it. But he decided to punt because he said they were already and feel close to field goal range if they if they didn't get it. But, you know, what if you do get it? You win the game. So I would have thought, hey, let's go and get the game over with right now. That's my thinking. And then if, if you don't get it, hey, live, hey, defense, go do it. Give me a stop. Give me the ball. You know, um, you know they they'd be fired up to go get it. You know, you didn't want to put them in that that bad situation. They punted them back to the ten. The punter gets called for holding or something, and uh, you know, put them on a twenty, and then you throw for give up a forty yard pass on first down. So yeah, that that just didn't work out for him. Okay, we got another one here from Pacific Northwest Falcon. I figured that out. So we'll be seeing you in Seattle, I guess. Why did they take the pass rushers off the field and go heavy? Whew, I don't know at what point they did that, uh, but yeah, when you're um, when you're trying to get after the quarterback, you need to have your pass rushers on the field. So, but I don't know what point, uh, what point was that? And this one's from Justin, Justin O, and a bunch of numbers, so he might be a bot. <laughs> but anyway, he sent us a question, so we're gonna answer it. Why in the world did they stop doing what worked for three quarters and start playing prevent defense? It does nothing but cause them to let the other team back in the game. They obviously didn't learn anything from last season. Okay, why didn't they attack and go to cover? They went to cover and prevent. Okay, um, you know that's going to be a good question for DMPs. Did it? You know why did you go? Did you go? I think they got beat. I thought they were. You know, it threw some nice passes. The second one, the seventeen yarder, was an in cut that's going to be open on every zone defense you run. So you must didn't feel comfortable going man. Uh, Hayward had left. I don't know if he had came back. I don't know if you had the people to man up and, and go after the quarterback. You know, that's a big gamble there late. Uh, but yeah, you certainly uh, don't want to sit and cover in and cover two. At the end, but that that pass up the sideline, that was a nice ball and a nice route. So you know, give the Saints some credit on that. Okay, and then uh, another one. One of the early questions was, um, "Hey, where is Kyle Pitts? Why isn't he consistently on the field or being involved in our offensive game plan?" Well, he was. He got seven targets. <laughs> he was a big part of the game plan. Um, seven targets, but only caught two balls for 16. 
Uh, why isn't he consistently on the field or being involved? I think he was involved. They they tried to get it to him seven times. I'm thinking that's, you know, the range, seven to ten uh, for the tight end. Uh, but yeah, they he um I don't know some balls were high. Saw some some bad balls. Some ball, um saw one that was thrown late and he was out of bounds, which you know it's to be expected. Mariota hasn't played at this speed in two years, so I wasn't stunned by the high throws or the wild throws. But uh, that's what happened. That's what happened to Kyle Pitts uh, today. That's what the, what I have on that. So with that, thank you for the mailbag questions. We're going to wrap up here today with uh, the defensive stats for for the Falcons. Richie Grant led with 10, 10 tackles, one quarterback hit. They sent him on the blitz, and he had a pass breakup. Jalen Hawkins, six tackles, uh, one pass defense. Uh, Mikael Walker, six tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, one quarterback hit. And one forced fumble. Uh, Rashard Evans, six tackles, uh, one fumble recovery. Yeah, that was a nice one. Um, Walker popped it off uh, uh, Marcus, uh, Mark Ingram, and uh, Rashad was right there to get it. You know, that's when everything was rolling pretty good for the Falcons. Uh, AJ Terrell had five, gave up two of the touch. He was in coverage on uh, Mike Thomas's touchdowns. Uh, Mike um, Mike ran some nice routes today, and it's, he was I missed all last season, uh, but he um, kind of got to figure that's who they're going to be looking at, and you had your best corner on him. He had five tackles. Grady Jarrett, five and uh, 1.5 sacks for 14 yards lost. Tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. Uh, and then, you know, um, Casey Hayward, three. Mike Ford, three. Audio Gunder, J, three. And uh, no other stats. D offered two. Lorenzo Carter, two and a half a sack for six yards and two quarterback hits. Okay, that's good work. Uh, Ibikite, one uh, tackle, one sack for six, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit. Uh, high hopes for him. They, got high, they have high hopes for Arnold, second round pick out of Penn State. Uh, Tyler Horn got him a tackle. Uh, Matt Dickerson got one. And uh, Anthony Rush, the nose tackle, got one, and Quentin Bell had one. Now, one thing I will say about the defense, there were two lineup in the neutral zone infractions. I don't know how the nose guard gets offsides. The ball's right there. But it, it looked like he was shading a little bit to the right. And then Agunda J did that too. So, you know, the, I'm, the, every inch counts, but, I mean, you, got, you can't line up wrong. I mean, that's, you know – Actually, little league mistakes today hurt the Falcons. Those two, the the fumble in the goal line, uh, the center exchange. I mean, that's the you know first thing you work on. You know when you start playing is hey you gotta have that together, and it'll come back and um get you if you don't. And that's what happened here today. So just uh, want to make sure I got all. We make sure we got the offense and the defense covered and the special teams here. Okay, yeah, let's just do the total stats real quick, and then we're, we're, we'll be done. We'll be thoroughly wrapped up over this one. Now, the third down efficiency was bad for both teams. Saints 4-13, 30.8. Falcons 5-13, at 38.5. Uh, you want to right be at 70. <laughs> so, got a ways to go, both squads there. Total yards 416-385. to 385. The Falcons outgained them. 
It was 230 to 104 at the half. So, you know, they were rolling today. They had it rolling. So if you, you can extend that for four quarters, you got something. You know, total plays, 57 to 71. The Falcons had 71. Turnover battle, that's key. One and one fumbles for the Saints. The Falcons had three and two. Number of fumbles and number of fumbles lost was two. They regained the bobbled one. And um, the Saints field goal attempts two for three. And the Falcons were four for five. There we go. All right. Red zone efficiency, they were three for three, 100%. That's what that was. And the Falcons two for four, 50%. All right. And uh, no goal to goal to go efficiency, two to two, two for three. For the Falcons, uh, final score, 27-26. Time possession, 33.44 seconds. And uh, for the Saints, 26 and 16 seconds for the time of possession battle. So there we have it. The Falcons uh, return to practice on Monday. We'll come back on Wednesday and discuss the upcoming game against the Los Angeles Rams on September the 18th. It's a 4.05 p.m. start here Eastern. The Falcons uh, will be going out there with a chip on their shoulders to play the defending Super Bowl champions who are a little upset right now. They got beat down in their opener by the Buffalo Bills Thursday night. Got extra three days of rest, and they'll be out in SoFi Stadium ready to greet the Atlanta Falcons, who are 1-0 to start the 2020 season. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care, and we hope that you have a great week. Come back and hear us on Wednesday as we preview the upcoming game against the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons against the Los Angeles Rams. Thank you. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.